Welcome back again, friends, to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue working together through the book of 1 Peter. Today we are in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 10, starting in verse 4. You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. As the scripture says, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Yes, you who trust him recognize the honor God has given him. But for those who reject him, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. And he is the stone that makes people stumble, the rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they do not obey God's word. And so they meet the fate that was planned for them. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Okay. Amen. Now remember, Peter is writing this letter to Christians who are being laughed at by the culture that's around them. They're being mocked. They're being um, judged every single day in the businesses, in the lives that they live by people who think and view and have a worldview entirely different than them. One of the things they were mocked about the most was how can you believe in a God that was crucified by Romans? How could your God be killed at the hands of man and still be king of the universe? How can you turn your back on the gods with a lowercase g that we've always worshipped? See, it's easy for us to see why Peter keeps seeking to shore up the faith of these early Christians, to reinforce the message, just as we need to have reinforced in our lives today. They were living in a pagan culture, a pagan society that, that totally had a different way of thinking than what this new uh, creation, the, this new baby church, is now living out a whole new life, a whole new way of thinking, a whole new family heritage. And Peter is, keeps bringing them back, beckoning them to look at this wonderful new life, this wonderful new heritage that they belong to. So he connects them to the prophet Isaiah. He connects them to the Psalms. He shows them that Jesus was chosen before the foundation of the world. He is our precious cornerstone. He shows us that Jesus is the most important part of our building. He, he tells them that they need to build their life on Jesus and the community that surrounds Jesus, that is, the church, that this whole building, us, the church, is held together by Jesus. 
the one that was rejected by the ones who should have known him best the central figure of all of scripture, the central figure of all of creation, the central figure to the whole story of mankind is Jesus. And even though the early believers may have been a minority, were a minority, they were not wrong in their beliefs. And just because more people believe something else didn't make them right, they were right by putting their faith and trust and hope in Jesus Christ. And I want to challenge you today listening. Just because culture moves away and begins to teach different ways and different um, things as good and bad and right and wrong, being a minority does not make you wrong. It makes you right if your faith is put in Jesus Christ. And as you see through this letter, Peter keeps teaching them about who they really are, their identity. He tells them they are actually a royal people, a chosen people, precious to God, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Peter is taking terms from the Exodus and from Deuteronomy that God spoke over the Jewish people, and he's applying them now to these Roman Gentiles, telling them that we, they, are God's special people, his special possessions, a holy nation and a royal priesthood. This is entirely new thinking, entirely new doctrine for this early young church that had come out of this pagan culture. And now they begin to understand that they are set apart, that they are special, that they are God's precious possession. And it's true for you and I today. In whatever town you find yourself in right now, you are God's special possession, a royal priesthood, a special blessed people called and chosen by God. And he has a desire today to use you as his people to bring about his kingdom, to bring about his ways, to bring about his purpose, to bring about his love into your life and then out of your life into this world. Do not be discouraged, church. Do not be discouraged, friends. Don't grow weary in doing good. Stay the course. Stay on track because God and his ways and his purposes are moving us forward, are growing us, are blessing us, and there's no better place to be. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you have said these wonderful things about us, that we are a royal priesthood. A sinner, a wretch like me, is your holy nation, your very own possession. God, I thank you for these wonderful truths, and I pray today that we would live out our new nature and our new reality, that we wouldn't turn back to our old ways and our old ways of thinking, but God, that we would be totally committed to your purpose, your plan, and your ways in our life. I pray this in Jesus' name.